Welcome to episode 147. Today we're talking about the three tenses of leadership, past, present, and future, and how if you focus too hard on any one of those, you're going to miss what God is doing right in front of you. We're talking about that today on The Reclaimed Leader. Welcome to The Reclaimed Leader, a podcast by two pastors trying to lead their churches through revitalization and change. Their mission, to share their journey with you so it might help you in yours. And now, here, please welcome our hosts, Jason Tucker and Jesse Skiffington. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode 147 of The Reclaim Leader, helping you lead change without losing your roots. I am Jason Tucker, here with Jesse Skiffington. How's it going, Jesse? Uh, doing well, Jason. No complaints. Uh, you know, it's been nice weather out here in the Northwest. Going to go hit some golf balls a little bit later and nice. kind of going to, you know, I know you just got some time off and I'm kind of getting geared up for a little bit of time off myself as we're, uh, for those that have been following along with uh, the Reclaim Leader, you know that Jason and I teamed up for our August message series. So I preached the last two Sundays for better or worse. And now Jason's uh, <laughs> going to take us home the last two Sundays of the month. So uh, you're really done fun. now, though, dude. You I'm can, done, like, put man. Your I'm feet up. I mean, yeah, yeah let's go. Like, That's right. Now I, now I gotta like. And you I know, created these really. You know? I try to create as big of a theological mess going into the last two Sundays <laughs> as I could, and really muddle things and question your leadership in front of your congregation, things like that. So I, I hope appreciate cool. that. Yeah, I, no you know, it's the best. Yeah, what yeah. are friends for? Yeah, you know, I, I I brought up masks and I talked about how I disagree with Jason's stance on all that stuff. It was really great. Anyway, uh, but uh, glad we could be together for another conversation today. We're going to be talking about um, how do we keep an even keel as leaders? Uh, how do we, um, another way to think about it is um, like in rock climbing, you know, you want to put three points of contact on the wall at all times, right? Um, how do we, and when there's so much uncertainty, so much instability, so many opinions and perspectives, and we're not always sure what we should be doing. It's that adaptive leadership where we say, I don't know, and we're going to try some stuff. How do we keep an even keel? And how do we give our congregation, our teams, sort of that sense of peace or confidence in our leadership as we move through a really uncertain and challenging times. And um, does that kind of make sense what I'm talking about, Jason, as leaders to yeah. be that even keel? Yeah, because I mean, I think a lot of the problems that the problems that we're facing are mostly between the ears. You know, it's like uh, we do have, obviously we have physical uh, issues, actual, you know, obstacles in front of us with COVID and with all of the things going on, but a lot of it's just trying to sort everything out in our own heads and spirits. And I think, you know, that's, that's where the whole thing of leadership comes in. I mean, this is what leadership is. It's trying to figure out the best way to move forward, which takes a whole bunch of not only courage and faith, but critical thinking. And, and I think, you know, you got to make sure that you're making that thinking on the best foundation that you can, because it's really easy for your circumstance to kind of derail your stability when it comes to your thing. I mean, gosh, we see it all the time in leadership, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the challenges there is um, we want to uh, be people who are decisive and take action and those kinds of things, but it can be difficult when we're not exactly sure what exactly to do. And, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves teetering or teetering around or maybe running in one direction and running back in the other direction. And sometimes I, at least this is my experience as a, as a leader, sometimes slowing down and not making any decision yet 
And just having the wisdom to see a bigger picture and kind of a longer timeline and go, you know, let's not, let's make progress, let's work, but let's not rush to anything. And especially in uncertainty, when things are changing so quickly, um, the decision we make today may need to be changed tomorrow. And I'm not advocating for sitting back and doing nothing. That's not what I'm saying here. But I do think that sometimes um, there's this pressure for decisive uh, action as leaders that uncertainty uh, makes really difficult and and actually can lead us into some traps if we're not careful. So I want to talk today and Jason and I want to kind of have this conversation. We'll just see where it goes, Jason, and and, and see what happens with it. But um, one way in which we can keep an even keel in leadership, one way we can keep kind of that three points of contact to the wall, if you're into kind of the mountain climbing, uh, rock climbing kind of image, um, how do we do that? And so I wanted to talk uh, a, a little bit today about how do we keep an eye on the big picture, um, where we've been, where we're going, and and where we are right now. Um, you know, a lot of us have been um, doing various things online with our online worship services. At some point, you've probably used an, a movie maker like iMovie or, uh, you know, any of the other kind of uh, director, kind of power director pro kind of things out there where you can make a movie. And on the on there, there's a timeline, right, where you put your your video clips and everything. And Sometimes if you get too zoomed in on one moment, you kind of forget the whole picture, right? You forget forget where the whole story is going. So um, I want to talk about what does it mean to kind of zoom out as leaders and be able to keep in mind our past, our present, and our future as we lead uh, so that the moment doesn't become too much for us. So Jason, I don't know about you, but have you ever had a moment where the past became this really rosy thing that you just wish we could recreate has that ever happened in your life never never once (laughs) (laughs) i'm always looking forward i don't i put the plow forward i never look back that's good that's the right answer (laughs) (laughs) no of course of course um there's a nostalgia about the past there's a feeling like uh things were somehow easier or better and it's really because we have revisionist history about the past uh, the past was just as scary before we knew what it was going to be. And then when we figured out what it was going to be, then it wasn't so scary. And so we kind of look back at those times that we know because we know how that went. And and so there's a comfort level with that. And certainly, you know, as a leader, I've experienced that. But definitely all you leaders out there have experienced your congregation's desire to return to some state of a preferred past because there's all sorts of nostalgia. And it was a time when maybe some of your older folks of the congregation, they had young families and they were really vibrant, dynamic times that they look back with fondness and everything that happened around that time. I mean, I know I'm going to be the same way, right? So you notice people in kind of their happy, kind of productive time of life, they just fossilize around that and they'll keep wearing the same clothes, the same haircuts, the same, like everything's kind of the same, around that time. And I think it's because there's this nostalgia or this sense of, I know this is familiar and made me feel good on some level. And, and I want to get back to that or continue to that. So yeah. as leaders, we, we deal with that all the time. Yeah. And we can get fixated on it, right? That rear view totally. mirror thinking. And, and we talked a lot about that here on the podcast. And I was thinking about it just in the near term, I can even think about, you know, man, what, what it was like before the pandemic and, you know, there was a lot of challenges. If I go back and I'm really honest about what we were kind of facing and dealing with, there was a lot going on there that there were big challenges, but I think there's a sort of sense from, from people, man, wouldn't it be nice if we could just kind of go back to the, 
to what it was before, kind of get back to normal or whatever. But I do think there's, you're right, there's a nostalgia aspect to the past that's both good and maybe not so good if it's all we can see, if we get stuck. And uh, the other night we had um, a socially distanced hangout on our back deck and uh, with just uh, two families that we spend time with in, in, you know, kind of our pod kind of deal. And uh, we're sitting there and we, um, of course, had some music going and I had my iPhone out and I was just taking requests. And it's fascinating to me, the music, and we were kind of joking around with it, but the music people want to hear is always that music that was like from 18 to 25 in their life, or maybe from their high school years when they were doing, you know, mixtapes and things like that back in the day. And so we were going, we were getting into Carmen and DC Talk and P.O.D. You know, come on, right? And we were playing some of these songs from from those days and, uh, you know, Jackie Velasquez. And it was great. It was a ton of fun. We need to do an episode just on Carmen. I I think so. The champion, maybe. I don't know. Or the walls of Jericho. Yeah, that's right. The witch's invitation. (laughs) But there was this it's some there's something good, I think, about reminiscing having fun, looking back and remembering where you've been. It's useful for your roots, your story, where, you, you know, your confidence and your trust in, in God and what God's doing. And, and I, for me, you know, and probably for a lot of us too, there's some lessons in there about things we should maybe do again. And maybe then also some things maybe we ought not to do again, you know? So the past is really useful, but what I hear us saying, and, and we're not going to dwell on this here because we've spent a lot of time on this is that the past derails us when it becomes our escape or our focus, or if we allow it to become the escape or the, or the focus of our, our congregation, because it's so easy to look in the rear view mirror to the rear view mirror to see that, you know, the past the rose colored glasses. And I call it with our staff. I say, let's not get a case of the, we used to's. Um, yeah. That is so easy to get into. We used to thinking or even, I mean, brainstorming. Well, we used to, and then we list the five ideas that we had tried before. And um, I think if that if that becomes the source of our, our best thinking and ideas, we're going to be in trouble. So if we want to have think, an even kill, yeah. it can't just be the past. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Justin. I was just going to add to that. I think there is a more subtle and maybe even sinister cousin to that hmm. about looking at the past. Because I think for most of us, we get that. It, it, it's We totally understand. Like, we don't want to go back or kind of regress to some other version of the church. But I think, I think where we see this most as leaders is we, we fossilize around what we think is working. Mm -hmm. And so what we did yesterday uh, worked not in what we did 20 years ago, what we did yesterday worked. And therefore let's not mess with anything. Let's not touch it because it's working. And I think that's just another version of that same problem. And that is where you're, you're not looking forward. You're kind of stuck in this thing. You know, we tried this thing and it was really successful. And so um, let's just stay there. Yeah. And again, it's the staying there, which is sort of like this looking back or you, or at least it's got you distracted. So you're not looking forward or you're even missing what's going on right in front of you. I'll give you an example of this. I mean, you know, we've definitely seen, we talk a little bit about this in our uh, online ministries that, you know, our core demographic of, of people who attend physically are not the same people who are attending digitally. And we were just pretty much blind to that until we decided to start looking. And, and then, and then the next question, okay, now what do we do about it? But we never would have gotten there if we decided not to investigate. 
And I think that's kind of, I, I feel like that's all in the same category of staying in the past rather than looking yeah, at what's I really going on. Yeah, I think the past has to do, in the, in the near-term past, like you're talking about there, I think it has to do with preserving the status quo, although we would yeah. never say that. We but wouldn't, it no, good. no. Once we get something stable, we want to, you're like, why would we mess with that? It's working, right? And there, right. for a while, that's true. We sh- if it's working, do it for a while. But if that ever starts getting in the way of modifying, moving forward, trying something new, that's when you know um, it's becoming kind of a danger zone. We're, we're getting ready to uh, bring something to an end that still has a really thriving life, or at least did before the pandemic hit. We, we do uh, jazz concerts uh, eight to ten times a year. We call it Jazz Live. We invite our community, some of the best jazz musicians in the region and from around the country even come and play. And it's just for our community. It's a free concert. Um, and people love it. It's, you know, there's more people that come to the jazz concerts than ever show up on a Sunday morning by, by double, you know, and it's really good ego hit for me. It's really wonderful, but, um, it's this wonderful event, but, um, the, the guy that's running it, he just said, you know what, it's been really a really good run. I think it's time to be done or at least maybe to try something different. And this is at kind of the peak it's going super well. And so that, I think that's what sometimes we have to look at it and go, you know what, maybe Maybe it's working, but maybe there's something else. And for me, I kind of want to hang on to that because I like this. I like going to Starbucks and meeting somebody and they're like, oh, you're you're the pastor at the jazz church. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Pastor at the jazz church. So preservation of the status quo or, or kind of um, sometimes can be that um, another, yeah, another side of uh, the past, Look, oh, just a narrow focus on the past. So the past, we kind of got that one covered, but I don't know about you, but in the midst of all the uncertainty and just the craziness this last handful of months, I think there's a similar danger in a different way if all we can see is the moment that we're in right now. If all we see is the present. Now, I want to be careful here because Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Worry about today, you know, and trust that God's going to provide what you you need. And that's true. I get that. Um, And I think sometimes um, when we all we see is the moment in front of us, or the situation, the current circumstance, and we we don't see where we've been and God's faithfulness in the past and that we made it through some things, or we don't have a, a hope for what's coming next, we can get overwhelmed by the weight of the moment. Uh, the moment can be too much, or the pressure of needing to be decisive or, or whatever in the moment can be too much. So um, I don't know, Jason, if you've felt anything along those lines over the years, but where you just get so focused on the situation or the problem right in front of you, that you forget that you've been through hard things before and you're going to get through this one too. Um, But I I think that's one of our dangers as leaders. Absolutely. And when you're in crisis, everything's urgent and immediate, which is not a good place to be when it comes to having good leadership perspective, because, you know, everything gets the same amount of urgency and attention and focus and, and not everything should. And it's just really easy to go, you know, chasing squirrels because you're trying to figure out what to do next and you end up wasting a whole lot of energy. Totally. And you know, something, you know, too, like kind of going back to what you said at the beginning, it's like, I don't know what pressure this is. We don't, we don't have to be the first church out of the gate to have things figured out. Like just, just relax, just try to right? take a breath, get your bearings. And we, we talk about this in one way or another with our church all the time. Right. And I'm sure you do too. It's faith is faith in three tenses seeing God's faithfulness in the past. We trust that everything's going to be okay. He's going to take care of things in the future. And so we can focus on the present. And I think in a similar way, we're talking about leadership in three tenses. 
You know, we, we see the past and we can celebrate it for what it is. And we see God's work in it and we trust him for the future. So take a breath and let's think about how does this inform our focus on the present? I think, you know, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. I don't, he didn't say, don't ever think about don't tomorrow. Don't think about it. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. We got to, we got to plan ahead as part of stewardship, yeah. right? Be wise, be yeah. responsible. I think you're, you're on, on right on track here. And I noticed that when, um, Maybe a phrase if if the if the past is sort of summed up the with the kind of the we used to language that becomes our you know our best ideas are from the we used to stuff. I think in the present it becomes yeah let's just do that let's just do that let's just try that. That's what I, when I notice myself as a leader feeling overwhelmed by the moment and I I, so I hear an idea and I'm like yeah let's just do that because I want to have something that we're going to act on and. Um, I think sometimes the wisest leaders, or at least the people that I've seen to do a good job, are the ones that just kind of set a, a slower pace and just say, "Well, let's just let's just kind of see how this situation plays out. Let's just take a breath, and um, you know, by this time, three days from now, you know, we'll see. You know, um, that's the you know, just the the wise person that you know, you don't email right away to that critic, right? Because you, you give it a day or two to let it kind of marinate, and then you go, okay. So how do we not let the moment uh, be too much and overwhelm us. Well, I think that's where having, like you said, those three tenses of leadership are going to help us not to be swamped by any given moment and to have that wisdom just to say, you know what, let's just slow down a little bit, take a breath. And if this still feels like the right decision tomorrow or at our next staff meeting, then let's go ahead. But, you know, let's just, let's not just rush to something just because we feel pressure to have, have a decision. And I think a lot of us are feeling a lot of pressure to have decisions about a lot of things right now. Um, opening up church, what it was going to look like, how are we going to do it safely? Um, what's our strategy going to be for youth and children? I mean, there's so many decisions that have to be made. Um, and uh, I think sometimes just slowing down, taking your foot off the gas for a minute, you start to see things a little bit more clearly. Absolutely. And getting, getting perspective any way that you can. So, you know, we just talked about, I was away uh, physically out of state for a week, and it was the best thing that I could have done because it just, it just recalibrates you. It resets you in a way that you just can't do when you're still in the office. Yeah. You and, just kind of lean yeah. back and you see it kind of in a bigger, bigger picture. It's just right? different. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just different. It's similar. Like you were talking about a couple uh, episodes back, we were talking about the puzzle to be solved. Sometimes you got to walk away from the puzzle and you come back to it and you find that piece just right away. Cause you've, your mind has kind of had time to kind of process and think. And for me, vacation or just so even just having some time away or, uh, or, you know, even just going and sitting on a park bench somewhere has, has the effect of causing me to sort of see a bigger, a bigger time frame, a bigger picture of, of what is happening. So I think that's important. If you want to get out of sort of the urgent, important, uh, you know, sort of that, that, uh, rat race, treadmill, um, hamster wheel, whatever image that can happen when we get just stuck in the, in the moment. Um, I think that, yeah, find a place to step back, take a breath and see a little bit bigger picture. Uh, see where you're going, see where you're going. I was going to say, I think we need to model that too, because our folks are looking to us and seeing how we're dealing with everything. And many of them are a little bit, um, feeling like they're a bit adrift, right? Because of all the possible moving targets they could be focusing on right now. And it's creating a whole bunch of anxiety. But what if we could be that, that calming presence 
in their lives still? What if we can say, hey, you know what? Remember, God's got this. He's mm-hmm. He's had you before. It, this isn't too big for God. God's going to work his good through this somehow. And it's up to the faithful to just be listening and to, yeah. to try to catch the wave when it comes. And exactly. I, I think people need that badly. Yeah. really badly and, and so, so do we're we sometimes that. right oh absolutely yeah, we need to model absolutely. it and we need it i um back in uh june and when i was just feeling a little bit anxious about everything stressed trying to figure out what we ought to do uh, my brother said something he said hey it's gonna be okay yeah and i was like oh and that's all i mean all he really <laughs> said it's gonna be okay and i was like oh sometimes we just need someone to tell us it's going to be okay. Right. Or whatever's going to come, you know, is going to come. So quit getting so anxious, getting quit, getting so stressed. But I think you're right. Our, our people need that message to um, it's, we're going to make it. God's going to be with us, you know, hang in there, you know, so um, good reminder for sure. So if we get focused only on the past, you know, that's rear view mirror thinking. We don't want that. If we're so focused on the moment that we forget our past and our future that, that is in God's hands, then we can get overwhelmed and anxious and all the things that come with it. And then I think there's a, a danger too. If all we can think about is I can't wait till this is all over or we're only thinking into the future. And I'm not sure there's a, I don't know if a lot of people struggle with this, but maybe just kind of, I would call it the always needing something to either fret about that might happen tomorrow or something to look forward to tomorrow that allows me to escape from dealing with the moment. Um, and this is, I'll, I'll confess, this happens to me when there's a big trip or something coming up and I'm excited. I get really productive ahead of that, but I also kind of, it kind of functions as an escape from having to deal with some things. Oh, I'll, I'll tackle that when I get back. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you're, I think sometimes if you're focused only on the future um, and what might happen, there's, you can't control it. This was, I think Jesus point about worrying about tomorrow is yeah. you, you can't control it. It's not, it's not here yet. And I think sometimes when we focus on the future in that way, it's sort of worst case scenario thinking that our minds go to. Um, nobody's going to come back when we open up again. Uh, you know, our giving is going to drop, not now because we're doing okay, but probably next year when all the businesses start closing and all that commercial space is empty and what are we going to do then? Or, um, you know, whatever that worst case scenario starts to creep up in our mind when we get too, too fixated on the future without connecting it to where we've been and where, where we are now. Yeah, I think your point's really good about the danger of missing what's going on right in front of you. There's a, a really great um, language, really great language around this that the Orange curriculum uses. Uh, our church is an Orange church. We use their Sunday school curriculum and their whole philosophy. And they've come out with a whole series of books and, uh, kind of based around the phrase, uh, it's just a phase. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Yeah. That, you know, that what your kids are going through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, it's a phase. They're going to grow out of it. And but instead of just, you know, kind of wishing they grow out, <laughs> waiting for them to grow out of it for the next phase, don't miss the yeah. beauty of yeah, what's right in front of you and all of its mess, you know? Yeah. And, and I think I th- it's the same thing. So true. And I think a lot of us go through experiences in life, not just in leadership, but in all of life where we sort of are like hanging on and I'm going to survive this so that I can enjoy it when it gets better. And I think that robs us of the experience of our lives when we, when we have that kind of, um, uh, someday down the road, it'll get better or we're going to make it, you know, through this hard moment. And 
Um, that doesn't discount the fact, though, that there are really hard things, right? And uh, sometimes we do have to hang on and survive and just get through something to a better tomorrow. But if that's all, if you're, the whole experience of life is just focused on what is going to happen down the road, you're going to miss out on being present in, in the moment. So um, as leaders, I think we need to, to have one foot in all three of those areas. We need to know where we've been. We need to know where we are. And we have to have at least some sense of, of where we want to go, what's going to happen next, even if it's not a really clear picture, even if we can't see that far down the road. But to, to, I think to have that even kill in leadership and to have the wisdom that leaders need, um, we need to have all three of those in mind. And I think it's going to give us some peace of mind and some confidence too in our leadership, uh, knowing where we've been, where we are, and having a sense of where we're going. So, I, you know, I, I would I kind of think about it this way. Andy Stanley preached a sermon that stuck with me um, over the years. And he said uh, something about uh, how do you know what the right thing to do is right now? What's the wise thing to do? Maybe maybe some of you caught this series or, or have heard this from him before. But he said, given my past experience, my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do right now? You know, given where I've been, given my current circumstance, given my future hopes and dreams, what what's going to move me toward what I want to be true for us tomorrow and the next day and 10 years from now? And I think the, the reality for me, Jason, in the midst of the uncertainty and the pandemic, it has less to do with strategic ideas that are implemented and more about who I want to be and how I want to lead in the midst of the uncertainty. When I look back 10 years from now, I, I, I want to be able to say, wow, we made it through a really hard time and, and I was able to keep a, an even keel in leadership. I, I didn't run after one idea and then turn around and run in the other direction. Uh, it wasn't a chicken with his head cut off kind of moment, although there's been already been some of that. So I, I you know, <laughs> but, right. But, but I wanted to be about the, the kind of mode of leadership um, rather than just about the things we tried or didn't try. So um, keeping that one foot and kind of all three, I, I, you know, that's, that's tough kind of wrapping our right arms around a bigger timeline it can be challenging, but I think it's, it's crucially important, especially as we lead in the midst of uncertainty. It is. And it's going to impact whether or not you're able to make your strategic pivots for what's coming next. I mean, it really does. It's your, your health as a leader and your ability to lead in three tenses is what's going to keep you steady as you navigate the next couple of months. And it's what we all what, what we all need. And, and I'm really excited, Jesse, I did want to let our listeners know, uh, just to remind them that I, we are going to be starting another cohort of pastors coming up. Uh, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little pre preview for our listeners. I'm going to send out an email um, in about a week and they're going to have uh, the first opportunity to jump onto that cohort and they're going to get a discounted rate too. So if you've been a subscriber with us, just look for that in your email. If you haven't subscribed, now's the time. You could jump in in the next few days and you will get all the same benefits uh, that uh, all the subscribers are getting as we look to putting together this cohort for uh, the, it's a 60 day cohort. And then uh, we've got an option in there where you can do some coaching for a couple of extra months. So I'm excited to help that. I just think, you know, the more we pastors can get together and learn from each other and grow together, uh, the better off we're going to be. And the, you know, the healthier our leadership will be because we get reminded, oh yeah, I'm supposed to lead in this way, lead in three tenses. And then I was thinking, Jesse, um, I didn't want to forget, we're coming up on episode uh, 150 soon. We're like three weeks away from that. 
And I think it's time to give away some more coffee. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. It's yeah, as long as we don't tell my staff and they don't take all of it. And <laughs> no yeah. salads, Allie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I would encourage everybody, don't miss this offer You know, uh, to be a part of the cohort. Jason leads that. He does such a great job of uh, encouraging you and, and resourcing you. And, and more than anything, just having talked to a few folks that were part of the last one, um, I think it gives a sense that I'm not alone in this. There are other people working through the same problems and challenges. And I think that sort of um, just knowing that is, is worthwhile. And then having a few extra, you know, faces and names to kind of help and encourage you and support you along the way, I think is, is really crucial. So don't miss that opportunity. Don't miss the coffee. And I, somehow I, I wonder if I can ban our team from even accessing the coffee. <laughs> no, they deserve coffee too. Okay. But. I'll buy them coffee separately. How about that? I'll make them a drink. <laughs> Right on. Well, well, hey, everyone, uh, just good luck in all that you're doing. May God be with you. And just know that, you know, this, this leadership thing is, a, is very dynamic. It takes constant vigilance to just to stay equalized, to, right? Yeah. Just to keep your equilibrium as you go. And um, hopefully if we could be at any part of helping you do that, you know, we consider that a big win. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, just thinking, um, to myself as we're, we're sharing these ideas, Jason and I are figuring this stuff as we go along too. You know, we're, we're yeah. learning, we're growing. We don't, you know, we're just offering some thoughts and ideas from our own experience, or sometimes it's a, it's, it's a sermon to ourselves about what we need to be working on. You know, um, I grew up kind of in the agricultural world. And if you wanted to make, um, when you started, you know, that process of, of either plowing a field or harvesting a crop, you had to pick a point on the horizon to move toward. And you had to anchor it in a point behind you. Uh, and that's what allowed you to move through the field in a, in a straight line, right? You got to have that continuity between your past, present, and future, that three-tenths leadership. And so hopefully um, this is helpful in some way. I don't think we said anything today that you didn't already know, but hopefully just a good reminder and encouragement to you to, to see a bigger picture. There is a big story that God is writing in your life, in your congregation, and in our world. And so um, lead with confidence, knowing that this moment, is is not too big for you or for the God who is with you. And don't miss it. Don't miss what God is doing in this moment. I think um, there could be some incredible ministry opportunities and lives changed. Uh, I do believe that. And so yeah. uh, hang on to that. Get your rest and get ready because uh, we're off to the next season of ministry together. And so uh, until next time, again, you could contact us, Jason or Jesse at reclaimleader.com. You can go to reclaimleader.com to subscribe. And other than that, we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Reclaimed Leader. Join us next time for more insights, interviews, and resources to help you in your leadership journey.